Well, hello and welcome to the movie Paradise. I'm your host, Nathaniel Molnar, and this is part of our wrapping up 2018 editorial series. Here every year on the movie Paradise, we talk about the year that was at the end of the year. We talk about our favorite films of the year, least favorite films of the year, most surprising, most disappointing. Uh, talk about most anticipated films of the year to come, and we talk about uh, and we rank the comic book movies of the year, which is what we're going to be doing today. So we're going to talk about all the comic book movies, movies that actually were based on comic books, so no Incredibles 2, uh, nothing, like, nothing like that, uh, movies that were purely based on the comic books, we're going to be ranking them in this podcast. And with me to talk about that is our co-host, Rob Jaginta. Rob, thanks for being here. Hey, it, uh, it sometimes be like that. Yeah. Okay. So we have seven comic book movies that came out this year. So how about, Rob, you tell us your seven through five. I'll do my seven through five. Then you can do your four through two. I'll do my four through two. And then we'll both talk about our number one favorite comic book movie of 2018. <laughs> All right. Sure. Who's going to start? You can kick us off All if right. you'd like. Seven. Uh, it's Venom. That's yeah. mine as well. We've talked about it a while. Oh, you want to just talk to you? Yeah, yeah we'll just All talk right. about it. Uh, we've we, talked about this a lot on this list. We've talked about this a while. Uh, Most disappointing yeah. and in our least favorites. Yeah. Uh, Venom Stunk. It was a bad movie. Bad CGI. Bad yeah. acting. Yep. Bad directing. And there's a it bunch of really, people yeah. listening to this <laughs> who are like, what? <laughs> I, had, I had someone, when we posted our most disappointing, um, I think I sent it to you. Someone commented, like, Venom was not disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I was like, well, to you, it wasn't. <laughs> but to us, it stuck. Just, it, I just, How I'm, many more I'm ways really, to say it? <laughs> I'm just very nervous for Venom 2. That's all See, That's really what well, I have to say. Here's something I heard. They are bringing back the original writer. But yeah. they're not bringing back Ruben Fleischer. They're Good, getting a different director. But still, director. I mean, it, the, most of the problems were with the script. Agreed for me. So, that, so the fact that it's the same writer, it. no, and she's the writer of friggin' the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Well, the Christ. first one. Well, they all stink. Yeah, I think <laughs> most people will say the first one's the best of them. But that's like saying, "Oh, see that big piece of poop over there? It's better <laughs> than these pieces of diarrhea over here." Well, I think poop is better than diarrhea, but we don't need to get into still, that whole... It's still... Shit. Poop. Alright. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I think we've talked about Venom yeah. a lot, so I, I think it's safe to say, if you if you want full thoughts on Venom, <laughs> t- check out our most disappointing lists and our uh, least favorite films of the year list. You'll find it there. And I think with our... Is, both yeah, of our number six, uh, same thing... Aquaman. You can find our fish boy. Look at us, Arthur, talking to the fish. (laughs) And the worst part of that is he actually was. I didn't think he... I thought he was just going to be looking at the fish. I didn't think he was literally going to be like, Hey, fishy, how you doing? (laughs) You want to go talk to your mom? Okay, go over there. Okay, honestly, that kid was actually talking to the fish. Beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm against bullying, but if he's talking to the fish, beat the shit out of that kid. He, he needs Jesus. to learn. Yeah, this is a... I, mean, I feel like this movie had like the same exact problems with Venom. Like, yeah. I find them equally as bad, almost. Mm. close. It's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think Aquaman's a little bit better made of a at film. Le- yeah, at least like Aquaman, I think, had some more creativity mm-hmm. put into it. It yeah. wasn't just paint by the numbers, which I felt Venom yeah. was. But Aquaman was very bad. And everyone says that the best part of Venom is yep. the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom. I thought that was garbage too. I hate I, that. I didn't like that either. Like that 
And people said in Aquaman, like, oh, the best part of Aquaman is, like, the chemistry between Amber Heard and Jason Momoa. I was like... Non-existent. I thought both their performances were horrible, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Aquaman. Even I thought Willem Dafoe wasn't good in this movie. No, either. I didn't Patrick think... Patrick Wilson wasn't Nicole good. Nicole Kidman, I didn't think she was oh good. Oh, my God, the scene where, like, oh, who is that mysterious woman that, who could it with be? the mask? Nicole oh, maybe Kidman, who's not one yeah. person. You know, I, if there was one person in our theater who actually thought that that was, like... Someone else. I was like, oh! <laughs> wow! What? I, I thought she was dead! Who made this? M. Night Shyamalan? Because I didn't see that twist coming. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for Glass. We'll be talking about that in our most yep. anticipated of uh, 2019 yep. list. In a Technically, list. it's not a... Would you, you wouldn't count that as a comic book movie? No. It's yeah. not based on a comic book. Yeah. I mean, it technically is like a comic book movie. Like yeah, but it's not movie, based. Yeah. See, that's why like I am only want to talk about the movies that were actually based on comic books. Like, that's why I wouldn't count Incredibles 2. That's a superhero <laughs> movie. So. And, like, I, I want to talk about, like, superhero comic book movies, too, because there are plenty of movies that come out, like, based on graphic novels that I wouldn't. Were count. there any graphic novel movies that came out this year? This year? I don't think so. But, like, in years past. Oh, fudge. Like, History of Violence, I believe, is based on... Good, good call. Road to Perdition. Yeah. I like dem apples. So, All right. Um. So, so anyways, now, I think now that we got seven and six yeah, out of the way, Venom, five, Aquaman, yeah. And then you can do your five. My five is, might be a little controversial, but it is Deadpool 2. <gasps> I thought Deadpool 2 was pretty much a lot, just kind of a rehash of the first Deadpool with mm-hmm. some with some good action in it yeah. like different action and uh, I like the scene I liked all the parts with the juggernaut I thought he mm-hmm. I thought they actually did that character justice for once yeah. compared to what they did I'm the juggernaut bitch <laughs> compared to that Terrible. but I just I I had a lot of problems with the movies because I just felt I know you felt a little differently about it but I felt when they just kind of went for the jokes from the first movie I mm-hmm. kind of just thought that I found it lazy, and I just found it like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, well, this worked in the first movie. Let's just put it in this movie, and then also like they they bring back his. Can we spoil it? Right. Uh, spo- so spoiler alert for Deadpool two if you haven't seen it. So go. But ahead. uh, in, they bring back his his they his girlfriend in this movie, mm-hmm. and then they kill her, and then at the end like they just bring her right back to life, and I yeah. was like, well, what was the point of all what we went yeah. through this whole movie? I don't know. It just, I didn't find this movie really funny, but I did like the action, so I wouldn't yeah. say it was a total waste of a movie, but yeah. that, I was very disappointed in this one. I'll talk about as Deadpool a, 2 when it pops up on my list. So. so that's your, alright, so well, we already talked about 7 and 6, so, so my five. number 5, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, is what? my number 5. I, is this, mo- this is a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't think it was anything remarkable. I don't think it's in the upper echelon of Marvel movies or anything like that. I think the first Ant-Man is probably better. But I enjoyed it. I think it has good redeemable qualities. I like Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. I think they have good chemistry. Uh, for most of the performances, I thought were good. I enjoyed it. And I thought the action was good. And I thought the story was good. There was some... A lot of the jokes worked for me. Nothing that was, like, cracking up laughing or anything like that. But it didn't bother me or take me out of the movie there were some jokes that didn't work there were some characters that didn't work some action scenes that weren't the greatest overall i think it's just it's a good movie like i i like middle that middle of the road good movie nothing to write home about nothing to go crazy over it was good and 
this is my number four, so I'll yeah. jump right into it. Yeah, we might as well. And um, <laughs> we're talking about the same movie. Yeah, I did not like this as much as the first one, and the problem, the main problem I had with this one is I think they kind of just took the character of Ant Man and kind of made him like yeah. just a bumbling fool. While in the first movie, he's actually doing some pretty heroic stuff. In this mm-hmm. movie, he's causing a lot of the problems. I thought. Yeah. I, I, I've heard that criticism before, and I can see it, but it didn't necessarily bother me when I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I I really like Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. I, think I did, too. She's a but... great character. And so, in this movie, in this context, yeah, the fact that... Like, I can understand people are like, well, it, it's called Ant-Man. It's an Ant-Man sequel, and Ant-Man doesn't have I much to do with it. I just would have liked them both to yeah. be as, like, on no, equal I, playing field. And I, I thought she was, that. like, just far superior than him. I And I, I understand that. Um, and I can see why that's a valid criticism for people, and I can agree that's a valid criticism. But for me personally, the way it hit me, it didn't bother me as much because I personally I thought her I thought she was a more interesting character, and I liked her in the movie. And so it was like, yeah, do I wish I could have seen Ant Man do a little bit more, be a little bit more? Sure, but the trade off is I'm getting a lot of the Wasp, which I really yeah. like the Wasp, and so I was fine with it. I have to say though, I really love the relationship between him and his daughter. Though I think that yeah, that's I like agree. the heart of both movies. I yeah, feel like I agree. They're actually he is like the only right. like superhero who's a dad. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, right, yeah. I, I can't think off to my head of any no. other superheroes who are a dad. Yeah, and and like I, I think and that's like, my favorite element to yeah. it in the Ant Man. He's like movie. That's he's why just I love like, the first he's just a goofy so dad. <laughs> yeah, and but at another, I I to what I liked about this movie, I think I liked a lot of the same things. I thought yeah. the humor was good for the most part. There was some. I thought Randall Park. Yeah. I thought he was kind of a, an annoyance to the movie. My every time he showed up, I found him annoying. He wasn't in it too much. Like he yeah. was, if he was in it more, he might have bothered me. But for what it was, it was yeah. Fine. But my biggest problem with this movie, another well, not my biggest, but another problem is just Marvel and their just generic yeah. villains. And I think yep. after having Killmonger and Thanos back to back, like yeah. two great villains. And then this one comes, and you're just like, eh, these... And just... Well, bef- I don't even know pe- Walton yeah. Goggins' name, and yeah. the, the Goat... I thought Ghost was better than Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins was basically just yeah. a... Just he a had two not great performances this year. Tomb Raider yeah. as well. Well, I didn't think he was necessarily bad in the movie. He was just whatever. Nothing he was to just, do. He was just Hitman, yeah. pretty much. That's all he was, and it just... Yeah. It frustrates me when I see this because we know Marvel. If they actually yeah. put it, they can actually make compelling villains. Yeah. But in this one, they just they chose this. I feel mm-hmm. like this movie was more of a, like a comedy than yeah. a superhero. I feel like it was also kind of, and this isn't. This can what I'm about to say can be used as an insult for some films. I don't think it's necessarily an insult for this. This felt like a placeholder movie that yeah. kind of take us from Infinity War to the next stage and is sometimes that can be a bad thing but you kind of just have to judge it as its own film i feel like because like in like 30 years someone might just pop this in not even knowing about yeah it just just kind of felt like we had infinity war yeah we had black panther which kind of because black panther and wakanda was a big part of infinity war black panther was a lead into infinity war captain marvel is obviously that movie is going to be big because that character plays a lot in Avengers 4 and then it just kind of felt like Ant-Man was just right in the middle and it it was a good movie I enjoyed it it just it didn't in the over in its placement in the cinematic universe it didn't feel like it was contributing that much it just kind of was there 
And that's not a bad thing. I'm not using placeholder as a bad thing, but it felt like a placeholder. It just felt like, all right, we got to get through this one to get into further. Part of me wishes that they took the... Uh, the after credit scene mm-hmm. out of the movie, mm-hmm. and then this movie came out first, and then we got Black Panther, and then we got hmm. um, Infinity War. Do you think that might have been a little bit better placement, or no? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it just felt like... I don't know. It felt like, especially, and I think maybe it was also the fact that it came out two months after yeah, Infinity it was quite, War. Yeah. Like, it just felt... I think some people described it as they felt like the, it was refreshing to kind of go from the darkness of Infinity War to have, like, what some people described as a pla- palate cleanser yeah. in Ant-Man, which is more of a comedy. And I can understand that, but for me, it just felt like, it felt weird because it was like, alright, we just have this kind of side adventure that is yeah. good, and I enjoyed it, but it do- it just kind of felt like fluff before we get to the next part in the actual larger story. So, anyways... It, it, that that's more how I feel about it. Now, serious question for you. You mentioned fluff. Mm-hmm. Are you a peanut butter and fluff kind of guy or a peanut butter and jelly kind of guy? I, if I'm making myself a sandwich, I will make myself peanut butter and jelly. Agreed. But I, I think fluff. Oh, I okay. like fluff. Oh, you and do? every oh. once in a while, if there's fluff in the house, I will put make a peanut butter and fluff. But for me, I can't have that all the time. Because that's too... I think it's fucking gross, if I'm being honest. Yeah, see, the peanut butter I is like kind of sticky, and, 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 and then the fluff is the same consistency exactly. as the peanut butter, so it can be good, but I can't have that all the time. The jelly is a nice contrast. I to swear the... to God, I had a, a cousin, I don't know if he still eats these, but when he was younger, he used to eat jelly and fluff sandwiches. <laughs> Does that sound fucking disgusting to you or what? That's not... What was the sandwich in the office that Michael Scott dreamt of and then he tried to make it and it was terrible? Oh. It was a, it was a peanut butter and something sandwich. He was like, I, I had a dream that I had a peanut butter and whatever sandwich and it was delicious. <laughs> and then I made that in real life. Remember, and it was terrible. Remember like he ordered that big sub for the whole office and yeah. it was like tomato and ketchup sandwiches? <laughs> great, great quality TV show, The Office. Um, right. so we're, we're kind of jumping all over yeah. the place with these lists, uh, to, but so, just so the audience doesn't lose track, seven was Venom, six was Aquaman, for me, Ant-Man was five, and for you, five was Deadpool two. two. And then four, for me, was Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now I'll go to my number three. Yeah, okay, that works. Okay, but I'm, I think my number three is your number four. <laughs> So yeah, we'll talk is... about it together, I guess. It doesn't... I mean, whatever. Right. We're, doing, we're, we're, we're doing fine. Is, long, long, yeah. is everybody getting it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Black Panther. Yeah. Black Next Panther. My number four, your number, number three. three. Okay. Um, I... All right. So this movie is... People went nuts Take, for it. It's still taking no. the, like, the world by storm, pretty much. And you know what? I, I think... That's great, and I there's a lot of people out there who love this movie, think it's one... Like, because I think... I think there are some people who are like, oh, Black Panther doesn't deserve to be talked about as one of the best. It doesn't deserve Best Picture. And while I wouldn't have nominated for Best Picture myself, I think... It's one of the better movies of the yeah. year. And I think for the, the people who are seeing it, who are voting in these yeah. things, for them, legitimately, it's one of the best of the year. So yeah. you can't really argue with that since they're the ones voting for it. I'm just... I'm glad that us, we're finally going to get a superhero yeah. movie nominated for Best Picture. That's yeah. all... Because this movie can open the floodgates Most for other movies. Most likely uh, It will. I'm yeah. sure it will. But I'm just glad that this is going to be able to open the floodgates. Because yeah. this is a good movie to actually talk about the mm-hmm. movie. Like, 
I, I thought it was the action mm-hmm. was pretty good, and, mm-hmm. and this movie I don't think relied on the jokes as much yeah. as other Marvel. There were yeah. a couple, but I thought this movie was actually like a yeah. like an actual drama set. It was a comic yeah, book movie. I agree about it, like the the like the battling. For the throne, yeah, it felt it was definitely Game of Thrones influence. Yeah, or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, like we d- yeah. talked about. The the story structure very much along the same lines. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it was a straight ripoff. I thought no. it added its own creative spin in the well, world I mean, of. To be fair, we have seen it's not yeah. like that's unique to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of we've seen that before. Where yeah. so, and it's even in Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have someone, someone takes the throne and someone else is outcast and then has to come back. Gladiator did yeah. that. Like, it's not unique to Planet of the Apes, but... but what is unique yeah. about this, though, is the world of Wakanda, which... I thought it was like, very well realized. Is it like that in the comics? I don't know if I've never read... Or is that well, like, did they kind of create their own thing? What do you mean? Like, the was the world of Wakanda true to the well, comics, or was it uh, kind of like their own thing? Well, the idea of Wakanda being this, like having all this technology and them being uh, so far advanced compared to the rest of the world because they were, they've been isolated from the rest of the world. They were never colonized in, like, way back when. That whole idea is consistent with the comics. I think in terms of the actual design, I think there's some discrepancies from the comics, which I think you have that with any of, like... Like, Asgard in, in Thor doesn't look exactly like Asgard in the comics. Like they def- But they take the idea of what those places are supposed to be from so you comics. would say it was well well realized? I, I think so. I think I think I thought it was pretty cool. I, I mean, I think with any of these comic book movies at this point, you gotta make what makes the best movie. Mm-hmm. So if it's true to the comics but it doesn't work yeah. on screen, I'm not gonna buy into it. Uh, I think they made the perfect blend of taking and I think Marvel Studios does this in general, and I think at this point, I think it can go without saying, that they take from the comics what's works and put it into the films. And then change what needs to be changed to make the best movie possible, uh, because you can't literally take what's in the comics and put it on screen. So I think why not? <laughs> because anyone saying that doesn't know anything about filmmaking. And they like Aquaman <laughs> or Venom. <laughs> All su- film is subjective. If you yeah, love those fuck movies, you. if you love those movies, you love those movies. But uh, going back to Wakanda, I thought Wakanda is very well realized. Yeah. I thought Andy Serkis was great as Claw. I didn't spoiler alert. Yeah. I did not. I was that was one yeah. death. Like I was actually like, oh, I okay. didn't want. It. And same with Killmonger. Yeah. Like I was like, I wish Both, they kept yes. these characters alive. Like I, yes, they never want to kill anybody else. Here's, here's the thing. I was upset when they died because I loved those characters, but narratively it made sense. No, I you agree. needed I Claw to die so that Killmonger could get into Wakanda, and mm-hmm. you needed Killmonger to die at the end of the movie. I yeah. thought narratively. It made sense for See, his arc. It but made sense. The thing with that one is, I wouldn't be shocked if they brought him back some yeah. stupid way, though. See, yeah. and that one I wouldn't like. like yeah. See, I yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say I would have been okay with him just becoming yeah. like a semi like hero yeah. in the end or something, yeah. like, or kind of like a Loki where he kind of goes from hero to villain. Yeah, they, but or, whatever. Or villain movie, to hero, you mean? That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I love Michael B. I, Jordan was excellent as he, Killmonger. He was. He was excellent. He was probably the best in the movie, I thought. And yeah. a lot of great performances, Chadwick Boseman. He was I feel like yeah. everyone... I don't feel like people he appreciate... Credit, exactly. Yeah. I think Chadwick Boseman is excellent in these movies. And also you get Ryan Coogler now, like, three for three. Yeah. Too, with He's an Shuri? excellent director and, now. Yeah, Shuri is great. Shuri was great. Uh, Latina um, Wright, and then uh, Winston Duke as M'Baku. Awesome. He's going to be an us, too. Yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is yep. an us as well. Um... 
Daniel Kaluuya, who yeah. was in Get Out. He yeah. was great. Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Sterling K. Love, Brown. I love... Excellent yeah, cast. Great cast, great performances all across. I love the... I loved how they presented Wakanda. I love, like, all the different, like, tribes of Wakanda and how yeah. you had Umbaku and his group, and then you had, like, uh, the regular part with... Uh, that uh, uh, T'Challa was in charge of. Like, I, I love the mythology that they created. And I, I just felt it worked so well as kind of an isolated film. But then it also, it, like, like it's a standalone story. And yep. it's self-contained. But the characters in the world can so easily translate as we see into the other films as we see with Infinity War. Like, yeah. it's a self-contained story in Black Panther, but they very easily can have it in an Infinity War, no problem. And, like, now Wakanda, I feel like it's, like, kind of, like, synonymous with the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. now. And, like, like when we... It's become iconicized like, within we'll talk, the universe. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it soon, Infinity yeah. War. But, like, when that scene, when, like, you hear the Wakanda noise yeah. and we're there, like, everybody's, like, chanting yeah. or raving because everybody's yeah. pumped because everybody loves Wakanda It was perfect. Now. When I rewatched Infinity War, like, a week ago... And they're like, I know a place we can go. And then you start to hear the musical theme for Wakanda, yeah. and then it, you show, you see the statue, and like, I was getting excited, and I was getting pumped, and I, yeah. I think Ryan Coogler did a great job yeah. with this movie. I can't wait to see the sequel. He, this is a really good movie. This is a great movie. I right. really enjoyed this movie. Would I put it as one of my favorites of the year? Would I be nominating it for Best Picture? Not necessarily, Agreed. but I'm not going to deny or blame anyone for thinking it's one of the best of the year or personally nominating it for any I of those it, things. it came out to it was the best reviewed movie yeah. of the entire year. So. It was a great film, and I feel like nobody's talking about this element of it, is that with Black Panther getting nominated, most likely getting nominated for Best Picture, I feel like people are forgetting that if we did not have two movies come out that paved the way for Black Panther to come out yep. uh, for Best Picture, we wouldn't be having this. The Dark Knight and Logan. Yep. If it were not for those two films that had very serious conversations about being nominated for Best Picture. I think Dark Knight would have been if it was 10 The whole slot. reason yeah. we even got the 10 yeah. was because of Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. And uh, Logan, I think, kind of should have been yeah. in there. Um, lot, remember when Deadpool came out? That yeah. was also a conversation yeah. as well. That, I remember that. If was it wasn't out. for these films, if these films didn't come out and pave the way so that yeah. something like Black Panther could come out and then go on to all the awards, mm -hmm. because I guarantee you, if we didn't have The Dark Knight, we didn't have Logan, and this movie Black Panther comes out that's a Marvel comic book movie, yeah. and yes, does it have its social relevance and everything like that? Sure. It would not be nominated for Best Picture because there's still the stigma of it's a comic book movie. Mm -hmm. But because... The Dark Knight comes out because Logan comes out, and people are able to un uh, now can understand that just because you're a comic book movie doesn't make you, you can still be one of the best movies of the year. It's kind of like a uh, Pixar with animation. They kind of proved that oh, you can be an animated movie and still be one of the best motion pictures of the year. And I think The Dark Knight and Logan were two central films in proving that for people that, oh, you can be a comic book movie and still be one of the best motion pictures of the year. And now we see that with Black Panther most likely being nominated for Best Picture. You know who doesn't like superhero movies, though? Who? Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and uh, wasn't Jodie Foster also one of those yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. Just... And James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to, well, I'd love to see him do a Spider-Man movie at some point. Oh, really? Wasn't he? Oh, when, on Entourage, he was supposed to do Aquaman. 
<laughs> well, well, James Cameron had been working on his Spider-Man movie. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't. Oh, know I didn't so James, know. so well, in the '90s, James Cameron was working on a Spider-Man movie, and he was going to have Michael Bean be uh, Peter Parker. Oh, really? Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be Doc Ock. Excuse it, me. They had the whole cast. Everything was playing. It was one of those classic movies that never was. And so what happened was his movie fell apart and they didn't end up going with it. And then they went with Sam Raimi. But some of like the whole idea in the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies of the web being organic, that yeah. was James Cameron's idea. Oh really? Like there's a I lot of ideas. Li- I like the organic webs yeah. more than the It made sense. I like In the it. comic yeah. books in the comic books or a practical web shooters works in the comic book. Yeah. In real life, a 16-year-old kid creating that completely yeah. on his own, that doesn't make sense. And I thought that was a great way to kind of go with it. Now, 100% agree. Now, in some of these other movies, well, they in, just say, oh, he's got the web shooters, and okay, whatever. Well, I'm sort of okay with it, like in this new one, because yeah. like a lot of Spider-Man's technology comes from Stark. So like, Although, he, yeah. Peter Parker created yeah. the, the web fluid yeah. and everything in... In the uh, before Tony Stark came in, but I think they kind of Tony Stark helped fix it. I know, like he, they, yeah. the kids got everything. But anyways, yeah. So a lot of things that we, some of the elements of Spider-Man that we saw in the Sam Raimi film came from James Cameron and the movie he was working on. Oh, nice. um, and like, if you read it, it was it was probably going to be an R-rated film. Jesus, because there was like a there was a big sex scene. Of Peter Jeez, Parker and Mary Jane on top of the uh, the bridge or whatever in New York. They had like a whole sex scene and it was darker and it was Do you think it would have been any good? I mean, it's James Cameron. Yeah, that's true. So I, I would still love to see him do a Spider-Man film. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Are we ever going to see F and F? Is that so advertised next year, right? Technically? Yes, next 2020. December. Yeah. You think we're getting that? think we're getting that movie at 2020 yes i think at this point they've already they're filming all right sigourney weaver wrapped all of her stuff they're doing they they have all the scripts done they're already they're in the process of filming like all the stuff they they're already doing all their visual effects work i think the reason it took as long as it did was because they had to create technology and stuff to make this movie to be able to do mocap underwater that's the reason that and he and also i think people don't realize how monumental of a task it is to write four movies. I know. I just most I, people can't I even write four movies <laughs> in ten years. I don't want to go against movies. James Cameron, no. but this seems like a hard. Not even the movie would probably be good. I'm yeah. assuming, but like, is it gonna make money? I, like, that's the question. I think I will never doubt James Cameron. I can't doubt him. Who would have thought in yeah. 2009? That or this even Titanic. Avatar movie was going to become Titan- yeah. the big, great, biggest box office film of Titanic all time. People thought Titanic was going to suck. Yeah. Like James Cameron bet his entire pay for that movie. He said, yeah. if this movie flops, you don't owe me any money. He Jeez. said that. That's how much he what, believed Avatar? It. No, Titanic. Oh, wow. Because the studio wasn't going to make it. And he said, look, I believe in this movie. I think this can work. If this movie flops, don't pay me. And guess what? Titanic went on to be the biggest film of all time. Followed, time, followed, picture. <laughs> followed by Avatar, which made even more, like made an additional like nine hundred million on top of what Titanic made. I do I think Avatar two is going to be beat Avatar? No, no, I don't think that's the case. Can't doubt him. But I'm not gonna say Avatar two is gonna flop. Wait, if you I, think I about it, though, he made that Titanic yeah. made a certain amount, and then. Yeah. Avatar was his next James one. James Cameron made even more. is a filmmaking genius. 
I think he is a pioneer and an innovator and a genius in this industry, unlike anything we've ever seen. I don't think there you will ever quite find a filmmaker quite like James Cameron ever again in Ruben this industry. Fleischer. Uh, <laughs> but so I, I, and every time people have doubted him and have said, your movie won't make money. Nobody will like your movie. Every time that has happened, he has proved them wrong. And until he does, until he does fail and until he has a movie, and there is always the possibility Avatar 2 comes out, the movie sucks, nobody goes and sees it, and we can no longer say never doubt James Cameron. That could very well happen. But until it does, I have to say and look at the past and everything, and I have to say, never doubt James Cameron. Do you think if Cameron. he made more movies that he might be regarded as like the best director of all time instead yeah. of Spielberg? Because I think yeah. so. I well, and every movie I he's think his made, movies I think have been made awesome. They made lot. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think his movies have his movies yeah. made more money than Spielberg. Yeah. Plus, I think his technology yeah. like. I, st- I think yeah, the thing is, Avatar would I think be the reason, bigger than Jurassic Park. Well, I think the reason... I, I think it's kind of a hard question to answer because I think a lot of the reason why his movies are so good is because he does take so long yeah. to make them. And I, he's not rushing out a movie every two years. When yeah. he wants to make something, he wants to make it. And, he, and even if he gets to the point where he can't make that movie because there's no way to make what he wants to make, he will take the time to create the technology <laughs> so that he can make that. There's no other director like that. No, I agree. Point, yeah, so I, I, I think that's kind of a Besides, hard... Besides, um, who's that? What the hell's his name? Uh, Michael Bay. <laughs> I We got really sidetracked there. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Black Panther, yeah. weren't we? All right. So, well, so anyway, so Black Panther is my number four. You're number three. three. So my number three is Deadpool 2, which right. you talked about. Yeah. Um, Deadpool 2... I really liked it. I know you had your problems with it. I know for you, the the callbacks to the original jokes, to me it didn't bother me because they weren't telling the same jokes. It wasn't like they were literally just doing the same jokes. It was kind of a reference to a joke that had come or some sort of... It was a reference. It, I, if they literally just told the same joke again, that would have bothered me. But I felt like it was different enough. It was kind of like the callbacks in Halloween to me. Like, in the Halloween sequel. Like, they... If they had just in like take that scene in Halloween where uh, the the character is sitting in the classroom, looks out the window, and there is Laurie, uh, Jamie Lee Car- uh, Lee Curtis's character, and it was a, it was a mirror to that scene in the original. If they in that movie had just had the exact same thing as the original movie, but they hadn't changed it up at all, that would have just been a waste. But I feel like they were in this movie. There were reference in Deadpool too. There were references to the jokes of the original but it was never to the point where they were just doing the same joke again they were, it was just a reference and i thought i thought the comedy was on the same level as the first one for me i laughed just as much i thought the action was even far superior than the first one because i think the first one has good action but the strongest part of that movie is the story the characters and the humor whereas this one i think by getting uh david leach to do it I thought he definitely upped the action, unlike anything we'd seen in the Deadpool movies so far. I thought I loved X Force. I loved all that stuff. I loved that was Juggernaut. A good scene. I loved Juggernaut. I liked the new characters that they introduced. I didn't like that kid. I okay, I thought really, he was fine. Really annoying. Yeah. I I That's I thought he mean. was good. Um, I I enjoyed the villain. I I think overall, I think the movie worked well for me. And oh, you know who we didn't include on this list? What? Uh, Once upon a Deadpool. 
No, what? Don't get me started on that because that's another twenty minute we side tangent. That's another side tangent. What? Who the fuck was excited for? Uh, I'm screaming now. But who was excited for that? Who? Who? It's literally, and I, I know I won the bet, even though I wouldn't have called it. My, it's literally the same movie with twenty minutes of new stuff and stuff, and it's literally an R-rated movie cut down to a PG. Not the other. If you're, if you're. Taking a PG-13 movie and you're adding stuff that you would cut out to make it an R. Okay, now I'm interested. But who cares about an R-rated movie cut down to a PG-13? I get... Didn't even make any money. I get that they were doing... Like, they were donating part of it to charity and all that. I get all that. So, obviously, that is a good thing for them to do. And when I say, who cares about this or why are they doing this? I'm putting that aside because that's actually a really good cause but creatively and artistically, what is the point of taking a, an R-rated movie, cutting it down to a PG-13, and adding in 20 minutes of, like, side transitional stuff? Like, it, it just, the whole idea baffled me that anybody was like, oh, yeah, let's take this movie seriously. as like, a next comic book movie. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I never understood why people were excited. And then, and then the movie comes out, and all the critics are saying, yeah, it's essentially, it's Deadpool 2. But with 20 minutes of new footage, and it's not as good. And I was like, why did anyone else... Th- why did anyone think it was going to be anything but that? <laughs> like, they just re-edited the movie and took out all the good parts. So, yeah. I'll, I'll never understand that. But anyways... We're going to have to hurry this so, up. Yeah, so that was my Deadpool... Uh, Deadpool 2 was my number three. Uh, oh, your oh, two... Okay. So, your two is my one, and my one is your two. So, Correct. let's just talk Spider-Man about... Spider-Man into okay. the Spider-Verse. So, that, so, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you're number two, my number one. Let's yes. talk about it. All right. Speak. Um, I I love this movie. I think it's the most comic book, comic book movie we've ever gotten. I love that they were able to tell the origin story again without telling the Peter Parker story again. I thought they balanced all the characters really well. Even characters that I didn't think could work on screen, like a Spider-Ham, I thought they handled well. Um, I thought the animation was beautiful and I really just loved all the nods to the comic, to comic books in general. And like having the, the film opens with the Commerce Code Authority stamp of approval that you have the thought bubbles and everything like, and and the sound effects and everything. I loved all that. And I, and there are actual panels in this. Like you, you could tell that this was made by people who love comic books, who love superheroes, who love Spider-Man. And I felt like they really went all out an animated spider-man movie could have been a complete waste it could have been a complete waste and i thought it was going to be but they actually put a hundred percent effort into this and made it the best animated spider-man movie you could have made and i think the amount of attention and i was reading like four years to make this movie like i they they um they said how much time it took to make like one shot at a film and then over and it took them four years to make this there was so much dedication that went into making this and i i was blown away by it yeah i i really liked it too not as much as my number one obviously but i i thought this was a really great movie and it was definitely one of my favorite animated movies of the year i didn't like it oh much it's as by it, far my favorite animated i didn't movie. like it as much as incredibles 2 but i thought it was probably definitely my number two so hold on quick side thing would <laughs> no, we said we were cutting out the quick side things. If we were including Incredibles in this list, would that be your number two or Correct. your number one? Correct, number two. Okay, just curious. I think I'm pretty sure. End of side thing. Yeah. Continue with your point. <laughs> um, I thought it was a, just a really fun movie, and you 
like you just said, you could definitely tell this was made by people who loved comic books. Yeah. Not even comic books, but loved the character of Spider-Man exactly. in all of his forms. And this movie made me a big fan of Miles Morales. And exactly. I definitely want to see more from this character. And I I can't wait to see the spin-offs with Spider-Gwen and mm-hmm. the, the sequel to this movie. And yeah. even the TV shows maybe I'd watch. Because I just love how they had this, this how they created this universe through yeah. this animation style. Yeah. To make it look comic booky. Yeah. And while some sometimes animation was a tad bit distracting for me, overall mm-hmm. I really yeah. had a great time with it, and the voice casting was terrific. Nicholas yeah. Cage, John Mulaney, excellent, all added great care. And I really, I know some people didn't like the villain. I thought Kingpin uh, was great. And I they, they gave him actual yeah. like like background onto why he was yeah. doing what he was doing. I agree. I, could he have been? Could we have seen a little more of him? Sure. Yeah. But I thought he was he was pretty good in the movie. I I, I love his agree. design too. Completely agree. And I think. One of the best things about this was that since we've seen so many incarnations of Spider-Man on screen in live action, and it's like, okay, great, another incarnation of the character. But the, the thing that they did was that they did things in this movie that you could only do in an animated movie yeah. that we could never get in a live action. And in that sense, it kind of justified its existence. Like the giant green goblin and yeah. stuff and, like and that. And Kingpin. You could yeah. never have Kingpin <laughs> look like that in real life. So they did... So they. They did things in the animated form that we could never see see in live action, and that kind of made this film special. So, so, and then let's talk about uh, my number one and your number two: yep. Avengers: Infinity War. Agreed. Oh, this movie was like, like the just the um, almost like. Mm-hmm. Well, for a minute, I thought it was going to be like the climax of all the Marvel movies, but it, it kind of left on like a cliffhanger. Oh, in a way. Yeah. But it was it was its own singular singular movie in which it did have a. Clear it was ending. a complete film. Yes, it it didn't. It wasn't like like kind of like like a part yeah. one, part two kind of thing. I didn't yeah, feel no, like because I, I think the next one's going to take place like multiple yeah. years after it, this one. It had. I think you can. I don't think it's necessarily one or the other. This had a cliffhanger ending, but it was yeah. a complete film. Kind of like. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's a complete film, even though yeah. it ends on a, a huge cliffhanger note. Yeah, it's still a complete self-contained yeah. film. And this movie, you get to see all your favorite characters, and like I've I've said previously, characters that I didn't really love in other movies, but now mm-hmm. I loved in this movie, like Doctor Strange and Thor. I thought they were some of the yeah. best characters. I thought Thor and Rocket and Groot's yeah. that was like one of my favorite yeah. storylines. When they were Thor hysterical. comes to Wakanda, yeah, that was the best. Thanos. That was the best shot of the movie. I wanted to like stand with the, up with, and the, with the score, yeah, like and for PG thirteen action, yeah, it was. I thought it was excellent. It was intense. It was like I was always kept up in. Yeah, great comedy. Similar to Spider Man to Spider Verse, this is a movie that. Due to the sheer magnitude of how many characters, all the moving parts, I th- this should not have worked. But they mm-hmm. found a way to balance everything and make it work. So Joe I, and Anthony Russo, man, yeah, geniuses. I, yep, I, I completely agree. And like I said, I think in a different discuss- one of our wrapping of twenty eighteen, I said if Endgame is received just as well as Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, did I say Winter? I might have said Winter Soldier. War. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Winter Everybody Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War. If Endgame is received just as well and people like it just as much, they are hands down, no question about it, no doubt, no discussion, greatest comic book directors of all time. So uh, I I loved Infinity War. For me, I like Even more than Nolan, though? Yes. Yeah, because he only has two movies that I really love. I don't love Batman Begins. You're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. So, and I think at that point, they have <laughs> yeah. four. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 
just this movie is just a blast. Yeah, absolute blast. See, and I can watch me, it all the time, yeah. and it's a really long yeah. movie, but it never feels long. Yeah. It's See, always gone. Yeah. And like I said, and I think we we're talking about for favorite films. Yep. Um, the ending, it still bothers me that uh, it all hinges on fake deaths, and that has been my biggest problem with Marvel movies to date. Has been the fake deaths. I'm so sick of fake deaths. And now it all—it's all fake deaths. Yep. And the the thing is, is that it, like I said, it might change once we see Endgame. Because once we see the follow through, because we're all assuming it's a fake death, they might find a way narratively to do it where technically they're dead, but they come back still. Some maybe they pick them out of time. Maybe it's parallel reality. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We have to see the film. And once we see Endgame, I will go back and revisit the end of Infinity War. And maybe I'll say, you know what? Now that I see what they did with it, I changed my mind. Kind of like Empire Strikes Back with that ending. Like, you were like, what? Like, yeah. come on. That's a, and then you get yeah. the last... And they add moments and you say, okay, this, yeah. war, this all works. So, yeah. So, anyways, all that to say, Avengers Infinity War... Think the movie's great. Really yep. liked it. Second favorite comic book movie. Yeah, my favorite. So just to uh, round off our ranking real quick, uh, for me it is number seven is Venom, number six is Aquaman, number five is Ant Man and the Wasp, number four is Black Panther, number three is Deadpool two, number two is Avengers Infinity War, and number one is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. All right, we're hustling the. We're trying to make a movie. So here we go. Seven through one: Venom, Aquaman, Deadpool two, Ant Man and the Wasp, Black Panther, Spider Man mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse, and number one: Ant- uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Yep. Got you. All right. Well, that has been our ranking of the comic book movies as part of our wrapping up 2018 editorial series. Once again, I am your host, Nathaniel Molnar. Rob Jaginta, my co-host, thanks for being here. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> All right. So what do you think? Do you agree with our ranking of the comic book movies of this year? Would you have it in a different order? Leave your thoughts in the comment section below. Uh, and make sure to like, comment, subscribe for more content. Be sure to follow us on all of our various social medias at MovieParadise99. Uh, and you can check out all of our installments of Wrapping Up 2018. They're all up on YouTube, or at least the ones that we've done so far are up on YouTube. You can check them out there. Uh, they're also available on Spotify and iTunes, uh, searchable under the Movie Paradise podcast. So until we talk about our most anticipated films of 2019, which is the final installment in our Wrapping Up 2018 editorial series, uh, see you later.